Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Writers and Authors Show. We air the show every second Wednesday with our friends over at Books Forward. I encourage you to go check them out at booksforward.com if you're an author. Uh, now we're excited. We've got Marie still joining us. Uh, she is the author of the psychological thriller, and it's called We're All Lying. And um, <laughs> you know what? That happened. I don't care what closet you open in your family. Someone's lying somewhere. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm already in trouble. Uh, go, to her, go to her website, mariestill.com. Her book is coming out March 14th. And I'm sure by the time we're done talking, you're going to want to pre-order this. Uh, yeah. So again, March 14th is the release date, and it's through Rising Action Publishing. So welcome to the show, Marie. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I've been looking hey. forward to chatting with you guys. You too. Nancy's been, she's like, she's such a good read, uh, writer, and you're, you're we're all nervous. Writer. We it's, don't want to spill beans or, you know, anything like that, uh -huh. but... I, as soon as I saw the title, we're all lying. I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's sounds, this like, sounds my like my family. A, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a family without any kind of gossip going on in the background and, and stuff to hide. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do love the gossip. I'm a very nosy person. So the secrets <laughs> and the lies, uh, I, uh, I love in real life and in my books. <laughs> yeah, but you tie them to murders too. Like this is becoming, that's yeah. a, so you've got both things going. And um, I think that keeps everybody excited. And as soon as you hear that, you're like, I want to read that, you know? Mm -hmm. So tell us about your main character. The main character's Cass. So she mm -hmm. is a mom. She's also a successful advertising agency. And she gets this email in the opening from her husband's mistress. So this facade of her life that she's kind of carefully curated uh, is really not all it seemed to be. So everything falls apart for Cass, unfortunately, very mm. quickly in the book. <laughs> oh, that's, and so when, when you get that kind of idea, I mean, where did that idea come in? Like, okay, the mistress is contacting the mama. <laughs> the mama ship I mean that's kind of that's a yeah, yeah I do that, pull a lot of my inspiration from true crime um I'm on reddit a lot in true crime different subreddits and we're watching whodunits uh all the time with my husband I now have him addicted and so a lot of like just little bits and pieces come from my life plus true crime i'm i'm not oh, a you're scary, so it's not that no, part no, that's like, coming from my life oh, I right. said that. i'm like oh dude what has she done i want to know <laughs> um yeah so or i'll just be you know walking through the grocery store driving somewhere around like, what if this crazy thing happened what if this happened and i play the what if game a lot um mm -hmm. and my mind wanders into very strange and dark places that uh frighten some people that know me very well in real life <laughs> well, well, you know families have a lot of secrets a lot and the further back you go generation wise you see somewhere it starts at the very very top of the scale and yes. the secrets get passed down embellished get worse 
and then people outdo each other with their secrets. I'm just looking at my own family history and it would not surprise me if somebody in my family murdered somebody at some point. Okay. I, would not I, back I in actually, history. I have a fun story about this. So my cool. great, great grandmother, who my mother, anytime I, we talk about this, she reminds me how lovely she is and she visited her every summer. But she had a lot of husbands who died mysteriously. And so every time my mom talks about her, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to write this book. And she's like, she was a lovely woman. Make sure she was, she's a lovely woman in the book. And it's just, just like you said, it's the fish story that travels down and, you know, the grandkids are like, no, it's not nefarious, Marie, stop going there. And I'm like, well, I don't know. because What if? very interesting well I found out my dad had three wives at the same time oh 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 that's a juicy one <laughs> that's a good one and then the kids are all named the same as best I know they could. he named us all as much as he could if each each wife had six kids and if they had all come like everyone had a boy at the same time and the next one's a girl then we would have all been named the same you but have they, to keep it, it straight. That's how you keep yeah, your eyes straight. That's how we kept it straight. He named it's all the same. Like, dude. And then she had a childhood a turtle named after oh. one of the women. Yeah, my mom. Knew. And then she found out the mother, her mother named knew. a tortoise after one of the wives, the other wives. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> I'm not gonna take notes right now and not possibly think of new plots around. But, but, but it was it, we found out all of this because his sister had passed away and then everybody's fighting over money. And yeah. Nancy's going, no, yeah. but this is more interesting. It's not a lot of money. This is, this, is, this is fun. You know what I mean? So, the, but that's the thing when these life events happen, the, the, some of that shell that used to keep everything straight and hidden, the lie, right. it, you know, away starts to get chipped away because the, the guard yeah. keepers, the secret keepers right. passed on. So now it's like, we're going to know somewhere. And actually this is, I know I'm still on Twitter, but um, <laughs> who who knows what I posted today? I always do a quote of the day and I was thinking about you. And today's quote is, truth crushed to the earth shall rise again by William Cullen Bryant, uh, the poet. Oh, love it. Love it. That, yeah. yeah it's, I, and then you I have to put flowers test, with that. Right. Yeah, see? So DNA. That everyone's put, doing the DNA test and putting yeah. it in. And they're like, wait a second, who's this entire other family that's showing up is very close. So a lot of family yeah. secrets are being revealed that way as well. Yeah. So if they exhumed the bodies of the husbands, I wonder what they'd find on, on your side, your family's side. I don't know, but I, I, I just... I need to know because so, women did things I'm like with poison and stuff. Women, exactly. women are like mm -hmm. women. Um, <laughs> Sneaky. So okay, Sneak so <laughs> the black. I, I widow. suppose we can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So exactly. Like mm -hmm. I think it's uh, the whole thing of a mistress, you know, sending an email to me. That's already like what you're supposed to be like hush hush. Mm -hmm. You know, but they all do that. Somebody wants something at somewhere. Some point, at some point, the mistress will rise up and attack. At some did point. Cass know that her husband had a mistress? She did not. This thing <gasps> she found out from the email. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so a, a very yeah. 
unpleasant surprise. And mm -hmm. so she's getting ready for work. She has her kids there and you got to put on as a mom, you got to put on that happy mm -hmm. face, yeah. right? And nothing's fine. Everything's fine. My world didn't just completely fall apart, get the kids to school and then mm -hmm. figure out what you're going to do. Right. So that's where the book opens. And then wow. Mr. Charming gets to come home. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, let me make you dinner. The conference little axe in the I other hand. Yeah, I think Cass needs to meet your great great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so you've written this one, and and you've already got two more on the way, right? Is this all through the same publishing company? Yes, all through Rising Action. Wow, she's um, been busy. Yes. I, so we have two books coming out next year. Beverly Bonavich is dead. And then we're all lying in, in March. Um, and I don't think I realized uh, how much I was taking on, but you know, we're making it, we're making it work. We're getting the edits through getting everything done. Um, but Beverly is, she is one of my favorite characters. She just is a little socially awkward. Um, she has a very strange coping mechanism that um, is revealed very early in the novel. And it, it's more of an exploration of mental health, which is something that's very, very important to me and treating mm -hmm. and prevent it, being preventative with your mental health and treating it just the same as your physical health, which right. I think we often don't. Um, so that theme of mental health and how the system really isn't set up to support, um, support it as, as, you know, treating like cold and flu and disease and all of these different things. And so it's her journey and kind of opening up herself to, um, to the world, having friends, having romantic interests, and, you know, there's some setbacks and, uh, it's it's very emotional, um, but then she also has these mental health issues that she's trying to get help for. So, um, but she's just such a fun, quirky character that she was a lot of fun to write. And then my darlings, my 2024 release is Eloise, who's a PTO uh, president, stay-at-home mom, affluent, uh, and a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> This, you know, if the FBI ever gets hold of your computer, it's they're going to come filled, filled with it. I, I unfortunately know how to um, do very bad things to people and hide bodies, but it's for research purposes and not for um, and not for real life. I'm actually a very lovely human being who would never commit a crime in real life. <laughs> so now when, when you're driving somewhere and you see one of those black bags on the side of the road, do you go like, ooh, I wonder if it's a body all chopped up in there. You know, sometimes there's like... But I'm also nosy. So it's like the, the worst. Pull over. Like there could trade. be something in there. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, to even see a dead body, that's a whole weird... Oh, that's well, a, that's not... You know, we see stuff on TV and, mm. and maybe write about it, but to see a dead body... I remember we were in LA and drive, I think we were in a sunset strip or something. And mm. this lady had obviously jumped off the bridge oh, and yeah. I had to drive right around, around her brain mm -hmm. and her arm. And yeah. it was, That's and it was gnarly, course. but I, I have to say I did rubberneck. I couldn't like not look at it. Like you right. don't want to look at it. Cause once it's there in your head, it's there and yeah. you feel really bad. I mean, you can see her shoe, like, you know, 
don't. It's you? those so little it, details those that fit with you. The shoe. Yeah. Right? It's those little mm-hmm. things that just, ugh, they. God, it is just like, and yeah. I had to make sure I didn't drive over her because it was so oh freshly done. That's that sounds bad. But like when you see something like that, it is, mm-hmm. you do, you want to immediately go like, why did you do this? Like, what were you thinking? Like, it's, get back yeah. up. You know, you want yeah. to undo her demise, you know, of dying that way. But to see it, it mm. yeah, dead bodies, it's, Especially but we are the, fascinated yeah. by them. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's the unknown. Death is yeah. the unknown. So it is, it is fascinating that um, we all have whatever religious belief you have or whatever, it's, it's still this unknown thing that, that, and it's looming mm-hmm. you can't get away from it right mm-hmm. uh, yeah but, but I, why, I why choose something that hurts what was that i said why choose if you want to take yourself out why would you try to jump off a bridge that's gonna hurt you know why why do that why not just take some quickly pills? all seems very yeah. scary actually I know. Yeah. <laughs> just do something that won't hurt yeah and it's, very it's it's very specific and and i i actually appreciate that you guys um are speaking openly about suicide because that's and that's a portion of my royalties do go to suicide prevention and a couple oh, of wow. organizations cool. in the name of a couple of my friends and uh, i think that it is something that should be talked about openly so people don't feel mm-hmm. the stigma attached to it and get that can get the help they need um right. But yeah, there is this, it's like when you see a car wreck, you're, you're looking yeah. and then everyone else is slowing down. Um, but I, I, I've really become, and it's almost awful to say, but I'm like desensitized to, mm. to murder and all these things because it's, uh, it's what I read. It's what I research. It's what I write. So the shock value isn't, um, isn't there mm. for me as much. Yeah. But, and, but at the same time for your readers, you know, that's it's like, oh, wow, this happened. And talking about suicide, that is, I think it's important to read crime and psychological thrillers because these things exist. Like you're talking well, about, it do. starts with this for true sure. crime. And it we sometimes forget the value of life. And if you are in a um, situation that you feel like you need to end it, I think it's it's really hard. You can't go backwards. Like once you've done it, you've done it, yeah. right? You want to mm-hmm. undo it, but you you can't. And it could be just that one moment that could mm-hmm. change. If someone stepped in at that one time or that yeah. one moment could just say, hey, this situation may feel, it, I think there's a lot of times with people feeling incredibly overwhelmed mm-hmm. and, and that they can't fix something, but they can, but it's like, they that's what I said. They're, they're, yeah, there yeah. is, it does go hand in hand though with what you're what you're writing because to me it's like it's about value of life and when you're overwhelmed you forget the value of life you know yeah and the it I find it I find human emotions super fascinating Mm -hmm. the way that they completely change you so jealousy for example Mm -hmm. and whether it's an infidelity or you know looking at people's curated lives on social media or all of these emotions that can truly change who you are as a person and how you react and what you Mm -hmm. do. And that's why we see these crimes of passion. That's why we see these knee-jerk reactions because these emotions, they just take over, right? That's chemical. They turn Mm -hmm. you into someone completely different. And it's, 
it's fascinating to me because people will say, you know, I would never do that. I could never picture myself doing it. But then when you get in those situations where that brief moment, like your blood pressure's rising or you're feeling something so strong, you're like, I can see it. I can relate, right, relate to that. And I really try and dig deep and pull into those emotions that change people and make them act in unexpected ways. It's something that I play with a lot in my writing. I Do you think, talk to you your know, characters? A, oh, sorry, go ahead, Nancy. No, I was just going to say, I think that survival instinct takes over and you become more animal-like. A hundred percent. I yeah. agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you talk to your characters? No, they live in my head and I sometimes <laughs> talk like them. So when I'm really deep oh, in the wow. story. <laughs> That's um, funny. I'll find myself like saying the different idioms or or speaking like them in my real life conversations. And people will look at me and be kind of like, what? Like, especially Beverly, she had such a strong, quirky way of talking that when I was writing her, I started speaking like her in real life. So they just like take over. Yeah, that's that's well. It's kind of like you. You're acting. Yeah, I always wonder that. I mean, because you have to put yourself in someone's footsteps. I always think that, like, when we do, we do articles or stories about something that's happened in history. What was it like to be there? So, like, we've been to a lot of battlefields and hanging Mm -hmm. sites, um, things like that, and you know, death happened right where you are. And then you're like, I don't want to stand on anything. I don't want to like, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. It's like, oh man, it's like even going through a cemetery. Like you don't want to step on anybody and you know that there's unmarked graves and you know that there's people there that yeah. nobody knows about yet. Like it they just don't makes know it who. so visceral and, and yeah. Really and then real. you think about who yeah. was that person. And so you have to really get in and it's almost like you have to be an actor to write it in that creative nonfiction kind of thing from that side. I, yes. And I also, I often compare it to that because when, when an actor is preparing for a role, they're in that role, they're living and breathing mm. that person. And that's, a, that's very much how I approach my writing. So mm. I'm, I get in to the character and the role so that I can make their voice sound very unique and distinct. Do you scare your husband? <laughs> I was going to say, man, yes. he's scary. He'll, he, he'll read some things scary. and he'll be like... Ew. Did that come from you? <laughs> we have a friend that's a, she writes murder mysteries too. And we started reading them and everyone, like the husband's getting killed and her, she's the sweetest yeah. lady. I mean, she'll bake you cookies kind of lady, you know, <laughs> and her husband's really nice. And I look at him like, Dave, she's, she's taking you out again. And he goes, I know. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> he's like, I didn't put the toilet seat down. Now she's murdering me. <laughs> He has died a thousand deaths in my books, but it's funny because we'll have our tiffs and he'll say something and uh, uh, several of Cass obviously had a lot of tiffs during this book because of the affair and um, I'll read a passage from him and he's like, Marie, really, you, you just stole my words. And I was like, well, it fit perfectly here. And you're my muse. Sometimes you're an unlikable person character sometimes you're a likable character <laughs> yeah but you know for Cass to find out that her husband's you know had an affair I think that's one of the worst things a woman can go through and and it's, feel and how do you identify with that and mm. that's a that's the betrayal well and you're being in that little yeah. bubble that really doesn't exist you right know? it's like the 
Stepford wives and the house, the housewives, you know, and they're all like, la, 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 look what I have. I got this beautiful home. I live in Orange County, la, la, la. And yeah, your husband's chicken. Right. Well, remember, right. Or, or, the, or you have money problems or you have oh, yeah. this or you have like body dysmorphia, all these things that mm-hmm. we kind of hide behind this, uh, this facade mm-hmm. of what we want the world to think of us. Mm-hmm. But um, I write thrillers and I write very dark stuff, but it's really like these emotions, whether it's sadness or grief or whatever, it's very important for me to portray these in very realistic mm-hmm. ways. Um, and those are when, when those high, highly charged emotional scenes are, are really the most fun ones for me to write. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I think when you, like the infidelity or the the betrayal that leads to rage and then to to pain to like each it's like this roadmap of if we can look at you know our bodies with you know all the veins having a different channel of emotions and then they just bump into each other and how are you supposed to sit there and say okay don't feel that I mean how do you not get like angry at your husband if he's betrayed you with somebody else it's it's embarrassing too love's not a light switch right you don't just turn it off you get angry no, you just and get you really mad yeah you can't you can't hate someone that much that you don't care about and that that's why it brings out this much different reaction right if you didn't love them yeah. then you wouldn't care you'd move on with your life but yeah when love's involved oof, it gets and then, and then there's the women who who like stayed at home when they were going to have a career and then, you know, let the husband do the thing. And then next thing you know, they're having kids. And then next thing you know, they never got to do their thing. And then their husband betrays them with the secretary. This oh, stuff yeah. still happens. And oh, then they're 100%. like, oh, yeah, I've been staying. Right. Remember, there was that uh, Dirty John series. I think it's Dirty John. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that woman just and it was a true story. It happened in San Diego when we lived there, that one lady in that <laughs> one episode. And she like chased her husband down eventually drove the car through the front door or some crazy yeah. thing and I'm like no way look at her yeah, you know so you and you felt bad for her but she she and he was bad he was bad but she because of she her emotions pushed, pushed to the she, limit yeah, yeah. And, but her emotions made her look out to lunch and you know there's just yeah. there's weird yeah there's um the, and women are really I think women are really complex, you know, emotionally. So sometimes, and sometimes really calculating and manipulative. So do you have fun doing that in writing? Yeah. Payback is good. Like a well-crafted payback plan. I (laughs) really love the complicated, complex. Sometimes you're a little bit scared of them. Female characters who are also strong female characters there which you know uh pto stay-at-home mom serial killer um that's why Cass is a very successful advertising agency owner i really love whether it's a quiet strength or um or a different kind of strength but and then having playing with the emotions and playing with what they do with that but at the core these are strong women um, so even though some of my characters and there's a lot of other women within we're all lying um, who play different roles, uh, even though some of them are doing very bad things, I hope that readers do find the um, 
the strength within them and that see that these are, are really complex and powerful women in their own right. Mm -hmm. See, that's why we all liked Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because the women were strong in there in a, in no, a different way. Yeah. You know, that was like you then you realize like really don't mess with women. <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I mean, there, was, there was some good parts in there, but so the three books are coming out. So tell us about actually going into because you also write other books, right? Under a different name. Beverly Bonovich is written under Kristen Seeley. So that's oh, okay. the, that's the September release that's coming out next year. That's under Kristen Seeley. It's has the darker themes that of course will always be part of my books, but it's more suspenseful women's fiction than psychological mm. thriller. So under Marie Steele, you're going to get the murder. You're going to get the very dark. You're going to get um, <laughs> straight psychological thriller. And Kristen Seeley is a little bit dark, but she's less murdery. <laughs> so why did you decide to do two different names? It was really because, who are you actually really? Yeah, really. <laughs> it was really because I have a long list of strict psychological thrillers that um, that I'm working on and kind of and looking at my release schedule and which books are going to come out. I wanted to keep Marie still very much in the psychological thriller genre. And and then Kristen Seeley is where it will be more emotional, more about the women's growth um, and the female female protagonist's growth, uh, still with a little bit darker themes, and you'll still see some of that. But I wanted to separate the two. See, you, well, there's a lot of women changing the male, their names too. I just wonder if you feel if you scare the male people in your family. <laughs> yes. I do. I you do. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, it was funny. My dad read my book and he had to, he called me and he raved, of course, because he's my dad. Um, he loved my book, but he, um, I got lectured because I cursed in my acknowledgments. And he said, I'm a professional author now and I cannot be cursing in my acknowledgments. <laughs> um, you better not so. listen to any of our radio shows because apparently I did that a few times. The other week, so. I was like, dad, have we met? <laughs> I'm too old to change at this point. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, but going and having a different name and I know a lot of, I mean, that's been going on for, you know, centuries, different names. But I'm seeing this thing where women are changing their names like especially mm -hmm. their first name so I don't quite understand but I kind of feel like it would be fun to have a different like name and identity. kind of separate yeah so you can kind of have that it's like a different identity so you're writing almost like it is a different person like yeah and some people do it so some of my friends have pen names because of their day jobs and so okay. they need to kind of be more incognito especially you'll see that a lot in the romance genre especially yeah i was gonna say i know someone who spicy. had to change her name because she wrote some it was a sci-fi little <laughs> yeah there's little That's people funny. in sci-fi with a little bit of spicy little people yeah yeah so the higher i can't, I can't go there the higher the spice sometimes, the more likely yeah. you're going to see a penny. Bigger the name Look, change. we're all being good on our terms here. We're very good. We're, <laughs> your dad can um, listen to this. Yeah, and some people uh, some people are not very open, even with their family, that they're a writer for whatever reason. Oh. Um, 
I have way too much of a big mouth. Like the second I started writing a book, I'm like, I'm going to write a book. Um, And so, yeah, I just can't keep things to myself. So writing on it, keeping that all secret, like I would explode. explode. Yeah. (laughs) So have you always written? Is this something like from childhood on or? I have. Yeah. So I, I, I've always been a reader. Uh, Stephen King, it was oh, my yeah. favorite author growing up. I would, I was reading him way too young, but I would tell anyone who would listen when I grow up, I'm going to be the female Stephen King. And oh, cool. my mom was very, very supportive. As soon as I started writing stories and doing all these, I'm in every single camp. She's submitting me to awards. I am an award-winning author. Um, the award was like when I was 10. <laughs> so, but so what? <laughs> I'm an award-winning actor for being a witch in Macbeth. See, see, but I, I should add it to my website. Um, so my mom's always been really <laughs> encouraging of me to explore my creativity in different ways, and that was one of them. Uh, my career ended up being marketing and advertising, so my writing kind of steered more towards advertising copy and press releases and articles and those sort of things. Yeah. When my kids are a little bit older now, I have four, so, you know, there's not a lot of time. And and mama can spook them too. (laughs) You won't go clean your room because if not, I'll get some of my psychological craziness on you. (laughs) Have you read my books? Um, But now that they're a little older, I can, you know, take some time for myself, whether it's in early morning or, or in the, um, I, I'm a night owl, so I stay up way past my bedtime sometimes. And so I just sat down and I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to write, I'm going to finally write the book that I said I've been going to write for the last 30 years. And, but then you awesome. didn't just do one. And you then I kind of went I on like crazy. It. Yeah. You I just got it. all in. I it. kept going. <laughs> cool. Well, good. That's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. And to do it. Yeah. To have that, those moments alone to be able to do it. That's, I think that's always important, you know? Yeah. I was getting into the, so my career is very important to me. I'm an executive at a consumer electronics company, it, but my, when you're, um, when you're an executive work is your life, right? So mm-hmm. it takes over your 24 hours thinking of it and then you get burnt out and I needed mm-hmm. a way to, turn my mind off of work on the weekends and step and and do something for me um, before Mm. work just kind of took over my entire life. And so it's been, writing's been really helpful for me to find balance. So I'm spending, I'm paying attention to how much time I'm spending on me, on my family, on work, and really balancing out my life. Um, Well, it sounds like I've added more work (laughs) to- to yeah, my but, day, but it, it's really helped me kind of step back and say, I need a more balanced life where it's not just a hundred percent work. Sure. But Absolutely. writing is therapeutic too. You know, I think it's a very therapeutic, um, you, you're tapping into a different side of your brain and it's that creative side, which allows yeah. you to know that everything is possible, right? Because creativity has no limits. It really doesn't. Yeah. And so it, it's that yeah. you're tapping into the other, that happy side, even though you're writing really weird stuff. <laughs> just no, but then you can <laughs> kill off people you don't like. I know. So that's right. the other part of therapy. <laughs> it's like, so you it's step therapy. away. It's like, I just murdered three people today. I'm fine. 
Exactly. Really I don't have any anger issues anymore. <laughs> I don't need, we can skip today's therapy appointment. We're good. It's like We're someone good. cuts you off in traffic. You're like, you know what? I'm going to kill you tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it is therapeutic. I mean, even it, it, because it, I think there's an alone time and it, it is really, it's so it's as a reader, no one can tell you what you're reading or how you're taking it. That's personal. We always talk mm. about that. You know, the arts will give you this, your own place of who are you? What are you thinking? You know, what are your ideas? And yeah. it's the same thing as reading, but writing the same, it's the same thing too. Cause no one can sit and tell you what to do. It's just your own course, you know? No. And I think that's a really cool point you make because it's actually, been really fun as fun for me as an author too because when you're writing the book it's yours the characters are yours you have Mm -hmm. specific ideas but once the book is in readers hands it's not your book anymore it's not your story these characters are no longer yours they're your readers and their interpretations and and how they how they're experiencing the book is so different. It's so personal, and watching that from strangers is, has been just it's just such a cool experience. Because I'm like, wow, that is not that was not in my head, but it's not my story. It's yours now, and I think it, it's mm-hmm. just been so cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I wish you the best on this journey. I yeah, mean, this, this sounds so cool. It sounds like you're. <laughs> Watch you watch you hit all the bestseller lists. Watch it happen. Oh, you put it in the universe. I love you for that. <laughs> well, no, because you've got Nancy's just like she's a really darn good reader. And mm-hmm. I mean writer, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just she's been raving about him and oh, yeah. I'm trying to not let her tell everybody everything because she does that to me. And then I, I have to like shut up <laughs> no on shows. But mm-hmm. I know because it's one of those books, you know, that that's yeah, it's it's a riddled. But it could make a it could make a great movie. Mm. You guys just keep putting all the best things in the universe. Thank you. Well, no, but you, I really appreciate that. You've and, obviously got the passion. That's what I'm saying. You've, you know, mm-hmm. what Nancy said about your writing and then the passion for it, <clears throat> that always, you know, and then you've well, got the marketing skills. So there you go. That's it's very, it. it's very believable. And there's nothing worse than um, a book, a fiction, especially a murder mystery where it isn't believable. It just, you know, it yep. has to be believable or you, by the third or fourth chapter, you're done. You you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially if, because thriller reader, readers uh, tend to read a lot of thrillers and they have mm-hmm. high expectations. Mm-hmm. But so you no, have to I, have like, integrity of murder. <laughs> well, they want to be shocked no matter what. They want, right. they want to, because you start out already oh this is going to be the murderer over here you know or so-and-so's over there is going to do that and when it doesn't turn out the way you think it turns out you, you're pleasantly surprised you're like oh look at that <laughs> you know? yeah as opposed to i knew it oh and if you finish yeah. the book and you knew it that is that's that's a no-no now i did just watch my language there yeah that was <laughs> that's because you know that 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 and even if it's a well-crafted book you know and and you're enjoying Um, the read but if you already figured it out at the beginning and then at the end you're right it's it's just like you just wasted time you know what I mean and that's you're told at the beginning 
and and now you're following the murderer knowing the murderer is the murderer that's a whole different way of that writing. is a whole different thing that's that is that's cool. a whole different thing and that's cool too but when if you're reading a mystery of any kind and you figure it out by the second chapter it's very disappointing well my books never have the same ending as draft one so this endings are surprises to me Uh, so I think that helps sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah because I mean don't the characters kind of come alive and and drive you in a different way like would a character really like would this particular character really do right that that way because the 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 more you write and the further you get into the story they come mm-hmm. to life more yeah that's why I think and then that you're like well i think this ending is going to be completely different um yeah. but mm-hmm. as a reader that's i i mean I, i'm an avid thriller reader reader so i'm mm-hmm. trying to guess the whole way and when i'm surprised i love it i love it yeah yeah mm-hmm. me too that's it that's I'll the, the I'll joy usually of catch it. a couple things but if like the the multiple twists as it's just as a reader i think a lot of fun Mm-hmm. those are the books you stay up all night reading mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. and you know, know you know I, I know and it's like you know you need to go to bed you're like oh I've, oh I've got two more just hours one more page <laughs> and then one it's like chapter. darn it yeah because you know and you know you're not you need to go to bed you know you need to go to bed and when you can't you can't that's it I've had many a nights like that yeah but yeah. it's so cool and then the next day you're like a little zombie and you're like yeah, but Worth still, it. and if, and if you didn't finish the book and it's still got those few pages and then that's bad because then you're like at work and you run to the car. Yeah. <laughs> finish this. I don't really need to go to this meeting. Do I? <laughs> that's how it is. Well, a real pleasure chatting with you, Marie. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was great to chat with you guys. Me too. Everyone, again, the website is mariestill.com. Go to her website and pre-order the book. And when you go on her website, she's she's got the book like everywhere. You know, it's just not quite out yet. So March 14th is the release date, Mm -hmm. but pre-order it. And I mean, when people pre-order, right, you could almost become a bestseller before it even gets out. Yes. Yeah. So let's all do that. Cool. So everybody order it. A great effort. (laughs) Yes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not lying. (laughs) 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 Everyone keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Again, we do this show every second Wednesday with Books Forward, and you can learn more about them at booksforward.com. Thanks so much. Thanks.